It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to All the Things Harry Potter, the soaked in alcohol reread of the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling. I'm Nate. And I'm Jade. And in this episode, we're going to be getting into Chapter 8, The Death Day Party. Sounds super cool. Very seasonally appropriate. Yeah. But first, I'm going to get into a little bit of news. The third installment of the Fantastic Bee series has been greenlit. Oh, really? Yeah. With production confirmed to start in spring 2020. Many of the characters you know and love from the first two films are going to be back. Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander, Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore, and Johnny Depp as Gellert Grindelwald, just to name a few. We are going to have a couple people who have a bigger role this time, and they are definitely going to be making their way back through to Hogwarts in this movie. Oh, cool. Also, we are going to definitely have J.K. Rowling having a hand in this one. She's going to write the screenplay, just like she has for the other ones. And right now, it's slated to come out on November 12th, 2021. So damn near two years from now. Right. So we got a while to wait. (laughs) Right. We will definitely have time. Damn. All right. Well, in this chapter, Harry ends up getting on the wrong side of Filch and finding himself on the right side of Nearly Headless Nick. Gives himself invited to a real unique party. A party? A party? Do you like to party? I like to party. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) I don't think that's really how he talks, but... All right, so the chapter starts. It's October and everybody's sick. No surprise there. Madame Pomfrey has made a pepper up potion that works, but it makes your ears smoke for several hours. (laughs) Yeah, they mentioned how Ginny looks real funny after Percy makes her take some. Of course, Percy would. He's like the mom of all the kids. Yeah. And raindrops the size of bullets just keep falling. The lake rises and Hagrid's pumpkins swell to the size of garden sheds, which if they weren't drawing attention before now. (laughs) Yeah, they must be. Somebody has to know or at least be questioning like Hagrid, buddy. Come on. Really? 
For real. <laughs> You're not about to tell me that those are quote unquote organic. Just a little miracle grow, that's all. Right. <laughs> and the only thing not dampened was Oliver Wood's enthusiasm for training. Yay. <laughs> He's making him go hard every day. Every day. And today was no exception. It's raining, everything is soaked, the field is wet and muddy, and Harry is returning to the Gryffindor Tower. He is also wet and muddy <laughs> from practice, and he's fucking miserable. And he's bumming out, too, because during practice, Fred and George were spying on the Slytherin team, and they look pro. I feel like Fred and George would probably be the wrong ones to send, only because you know they're going to fuck around the most. Maybe they would take it serious, but they joke around so much that I don't know that I would be able to trust them to just go get information and bring it back. Yeah, no, something would definitely happen. <laughs> I can kind of picture the Boondock Saints brothers fighting in the vent. And just some right. shit happens to them. <laughs> right, they do have that Weasley temper, I mean. That's true. <laughs> so on his way back from the field, Harry bumps into nearly headless Nick, who is not looking very happy. No, he's bummed out himself because he wasn't invited to the headless hunt. He's only nearly headless, after all. So Jim Dale, the guy who does the narration to the Audible book, I don't feel actually does a very good job with nearly headless Nick in this specific scene because Nick is pissed off about this letter that he has. Uh, he says, but you would think that getting hit 45 times in the neck with a blunt axe would qualify you for a headless hunt. And Harry awkwardly and obligingly kind of agrees like, oh, yeah, <clears throat> you know, yeah. No, I see your point. And he goes, look, nobody wishes more than I do that my head had come off quick and clean. He's not technically headless, so he can't play games like horseback head juggling and head polo. So basically, he's the Rudolph of ghosts. <laughs> exactly. He's not allowed to play any reindeer games. Do you know what Nick got killed for? No, I don't. Nearly headless Nick was inexpertly executed on Halloween 1492 for trying to use magic to beautify a lady-in-waiting in Henry VII's court, but instead he caused her to sprout tusks. <laughs> tusks? Yeah, like, like wild boar. So he's not a very good wizard, or he wasn't a very good wizard. Nope. So Nick finally asks Harry what's bothering him, and he gets interrupted when he answers by Mrs. Norris's high-pitch whine. That bitch. I know. And Nick tells Harry to get the fuck out of there, because Filch is in a shitty mood already, and Harry wouldn't like to get caught with his muddy self. And my question here was, they have a locker room, so why wouldn't you just change after practice, dude? See, I had this thought a minute ago because he shouldn't really be that muddy from practice, okay? The only reason he would be muddy is the walk from the pitch, basically, back to the school. Gotcha. There definitely should have been some way to, like, wipe your feet off, though, when you get back to the castle. Like a giant welcome mat or some shit. Oh, yeah, they're wizards, not fucking animals. Come on. For real. <laughs> Take them fucking shoes off. What's the matter with you? Right. <laughs> but at this point, it's too late. Because Filch bursts through a painting and tells Harry to follow him to his office. And he's sick as hell, by the way. And he still makes it there, like, 
lickety-split. Mrs. Norris makes a noise, and Filch follows super quick. I just don't think he's got anything else going on. <laughs> well, in Filch's office, it's uh, quite a sight. There's chains hanging that he's asked Dumbledore to give him permission to use on more than one occasion. And uh, there's files detailing the crime and punishment of every student. I'm, I'm guessing in history, but I'm not sure. Maybe just the current year, but I feel like this guy could hold a grudge. <laughs> And he's got a whole drawer for Fred and George alone. We know that Fred and George are troublemakers, but we've only seen that a couple times. This is a very heavy pattern that they've established. They're in their fourth year and they have a whole drawer full of offenses. I kind of pictured it like they each had their own drawer just to add insult to injury. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're each bad themselves and then together they're even worse they probably have a whole cabinet full of shit they did together like the only person in the entire world who can tell them apart is filch yeah (laughs) (laughs) um at this point filch starts filling out a form for harry and he mentions crime and harry's like dude it was just a little bit of mud i'm sorry and he's like it's only a little bit of mud to you but it's an hour of scrubbing for me your crime is befouling the castle And he starts going to his punishment. Then he hears a noise from above his office. And he's like, Peeves, and takes the fuck off. And it says Harry doesn't really like Peeves, but he's thankful for the timing. And then while waiting for Fitch to come back, Harry spots a purple envelope with silver writing on it that says, Quick Spell. And it basically turns out to be a self-help book that you would probably see advertised on late night trash TV. Absolutely. I think it is funny, though, that he even touches something on Felch's desk when he's in trouble and, like, very severe breach of, like, privacy. Yeah, oh, yeah. He would have never dared do that while Filch was in the room. Right. Or, like, do you think he would have done this to McGonagall? <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> because he's Harry? Because it's Harry, right. He went through the teacher's lounge, man. The teacher's lounge. Yeah. You don't do that. <laughs> he got away with that shit. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying, when I was in, what, this would be elementary? No, this wouldn't be elementary. It'd be middle school, early middle school. You wouldn't do that. No, I would have been tempted, and I would have, like, tried to read as much as I could sitting where I was without touching it. Right, you would have eyeballed it, but you don't you don't touch it. You no. don't pick it up and rifle through it. Well, not only does he read it, he doesn't even have time to put it back proper when he hears Filch come back into the room. Which is where this all kind of goes wrong. He tosses it back onto the desk as Filch comes into the room. And I feel like Harry and Filch both notice it at the same time. It's obviously not in the same place as when Filch left. And then his brain just short circuits with fury. And he kind of reminds me of the father in a Christmas story when he goes downstairs to fight the heater. (laughs) It's just garbles and swears and... Filch says, have you, did you read, if I thought you read my private, not that it's mine, from a friend, be that as it may, however, very well, go, go, now, I have to write up Peeves' report, go, and Harry's just like, okay, yeah, I'm fucking gone, dude, don't have to tell me twice, and he gets the hell out of there. Right. See, and this is where we, our kids don't realize how lucky they have it. Nowadays, with Google... You don't even have to touch that shit. You see quick spell in the front, you go, I'm going to Google that shit when I get home. Yeah, I'll look it up later. (laughs) You don't got to risk touching nothing and chucking it back in the wrong place. 
So the very least, he could have just gone to Ron and Hermione and been like, hey, so I saw this thing called Quickspell. What is it? And they probably would have had a fucking answer for him. Or could have figured it out. So Harry, amazed at his luck, just gets the fuck out of there, and he runs back into nearly headless Nick, who tells him it was his idea to get Peeves to crash the cabinet to distract Filch and get Harry out of trouble. Which I loved. Like, the fact that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that this ghost, this super old fucking ghost, was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to let Harry get in trouble for traipsing mud <laughs> through the castle. I'm going to go find Peeves, and I'm going to get him to cause him trouble, which we've heard the ghost talk about Peeves before. We know that he's not a favorite, but obviously they have some type of camaraderie with him. Hey, Peeves, you know what would be funny? If you pissed Filch off, go chuck something over his office right now. And he does it. Yeah, I feel like Peas wouldn't have had any hesitation there. He's like, okay. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Also, the thing he throws is a vanishing cabinet that is apparently very expensive. So it's not even like just something little. He's getting grand destruction of property. Right. (laughs) So Harry notices Nick is still carrying around the rejection letter from earlier. And tells him that he wishes there was something he could do for him. Um, by the way, that rejection letter was transparent. Like it's dead too. Maybe it's written on dead trees. Are there ghost owls delivering this ghost post? I kind of feel like if you were a ghost, you could fold the parchment into a paper airplane. And then <laughs> magically just send it off to whoever. And it would just float because ghosts float? Yeah. But I think Ghost Owl would look much more cool. <laughs> yeah. But Harry tells him he wishes there was something he could do for him. And Nick's like, yeah, you know what? There is. You can totally show up to my 500th death day party. And Harry's like, um, all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He's not really sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But Nick just did him a solid, so he's going to return the favor and show up to his party. Obviously, nearly Headless Nick did not do the destruction of property with Peeves just for Harry's sake here at this point. No, he's plotting. It was all a grand scheme to get Harry on his side. Yeah. And on top of going to this death day party, it's happening at the same exact time that the Halloween feast is supposed to be happening. So he's going to miss out on that, too. And it was saying that this year it's going to be a pretty badass party, or at least it seems that way to Harry, and he's still choosing to help out Nick and go to his party instead of the big Halloween feast, which is a bummer, again. But as Hermione tells him, a promise is a promise. You got to keep that shit up. Thanks, Mom. Right? Shut up. And I feel like Nick presses his luck here, too, because he also asks Harry to put in a good word with Sir Patrick, the guy that sent him the letter. (laughs) Sir Patrick, perfectly decapitated Podmore. Yeah. (laughs) And he agrees to do it. But I don't know why Harry would have any real pull with the ghost community as it is. I don't think he really would. I think a lot of people just look at Harry and they're like, oh, you're famous? We could try to use your name. Better than anybody else trying. Right. They're like, oh, you're famous. Maybe if someone sees that I have a famous friend, then they'll think I'm cool. So after Harry talks to Nick, he gets back to the common room and he talks to Harry, Ron, and Hermione about the death day party. And everybody's just kind of hanging out and chilling. Fred and George do some real weird things with a salamander and some fireworks. Hold on. 
It's not real weird. It's real fucked up. <laughs> so the attitude you just had about that was about the same attitude that the book had <laughs> about this. And I listened to this on Audible. So I listened to it once and then went, wait, what the fuck? And I rewound it. Rewound it. Remember the old VCRs yeah. you had? To, anyways. Um, so I hit the back button like 30 seconds. And what they had done was stuck fireworks in a salamander's mouth. We talked in the last book about how they were fucking with frogs all the time. We're like, okay, guys, not cool. And how the snitch used to be a bird, but now it's a ball because they learned that they shouldn't be fucking with animals like that. And here the Weasley twins are blowing up salamanders. Yeah, like, I mean, (laughs) okay, yeah, no, I 100%, you're right. That's all I wanted to hear. (laughs) Now, wait, you know what I think we need to make us feel a little bit better after that sad animal cruelty scene? What's that, J.D.? A beer break. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm 100% with you there. And actually, I'm really, really excited to tell you all about the beer we're drinking tonight. Tonight, we are drinking nitro chocolate peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And it's from Elk Brewing. Um, that's right here in Grand Rapids. And it is fan-fucking-tastic. On top of it, not only being peanut butter and chocolate, it was free. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Jade got me a certificate for a free growler fill. And um, so we went there today and I got this one fresh off the tap and it is damn good. I don't have a description, but I can tell you guys that it is chocolate, peanut butter, and it's a nitro stout. So it is super smooth. Yeah, it's real good. And we got to have a PB&J Lee when we picked it up. So, so double good. Win-win. PB&J Lee is my favorite beer of all time. And so I had to have one of those while we were there. And we're real happy with the way today worked out. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be back right after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. And Harry is starting to get some cold feet about going to this party. 
Ha. <laughs> Sorry, I know that was awful. Uh, the Great Hall looks badass, and he's kind of going back and forth about whether or not he really wants to go. But Hermione, like Jade said, reminds him that a promise is a promise, and um, is now, in effect, acting like their own personal Jiminy Cricket. I mean, you can't really blame him. I've had plenty of these moments in my life where I've promised somebody, yeah, we're going to hang out, or we're going to do that thing. Yeah, I'll go with you to that thing. The time comes, and something else is happening, and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, you kind of eat your words a little bit. Yeah, so I, I fully feel Harry's regret here, especially when they tell us that there's like jack-o'-lanterns that three fully grown men can fit into. I'd want to see that. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of really cool shit going on at the feast. Bats and Dumbledore's renting a troop of dancing skeletons or some bullshit. <laughs> That'd be cool. And probably pumpkin pie. But instead of all that, Harry, Ron, and Hermione descend down deep into the bowels of the castle, and they go down this hallway, is it, that has all of these candles burning, but instead of regular flame, they're all blue. Yeah, it's like a weird, um, I kind of pictured it as a ramp going down. They mentioned that they kept getting colder as they were going down this hallway. But like an extra wide service stairway, kind yeah. of. Going way down deep into the dungeons, because this is straight up dungeon territory. This is one of the questions we had brought up before. Before Hogwarts Castle was a school, what was it used for, and why the hell is there a dungeon down there? I'd be really interested in finding out who it was was held in those dungeons. Right, were they just like crimes against the motherfuckers who lived in the castle, or what? Maybe the cells have some extra special magic ability for, you know, holding a wizard in there. Yeah, and I mean, we already know that the castle's haunted. Oh, we're going to get into some ghost lore as this goes on, because I know that there are, like, rules for ghosts, and there's so many ghosts on the property that I'm sure that there's actually a lot more history to this castle than what any of us know about. Maybe we need to figure out what Hogwarts a history is all about. That's true. <laughs> we got to get our hands on that one. <laughs> so the dungeon itself is full of hundreds of pearly white translucent people gliding around like they're dancing, listening to the worst fucking music ever, surrounded by a thousand black candles. And Harry's like, hey, maybe we just have a look around. No, I'm good. <laughs> I've seen enough. Fuck this. Let's go. Bye. It's cold. Dead people. <laughs> We're going to stick out like a sore fucking thumb. Right. And I mean, they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as they make their way to the food, Hermione has them avoid a ghost by the name of Moaning Myrtle because she haunts the toilet in the bathroom and she fucks with you while you're in there. While you're pissing. Right. And Hermione is like, it's really hard to take a pee while she's fucking with you. I also think it's funny, though, that Ron is the first one to notice the food, too. He's like, oh, my gosh, there's food over there. Let's go. And once they get over there, they see a ghost fly through the maggot-ridden food table with his mouth wide open. And they're like, can you taste it? And he's like, almost. It's kind of like a sad moment. Yeah, even though they have all of this stuff down there, which is food, it's all rotten and nasty, and I think it's Hermione that makes the comment, like, oh, it must be rotten to make it taste stronger. Yeah. yeah. But it is kind of a bittersweet thing, like, they're having a party, he's happy, he died 500 years ago, and he's pretending to eat rotten food so he can, you know, fake being alive for the party. Right. Fake enjoying himself for the party. This is when Peeves pops up from under the table. Peeves. Peeves. <laughs> 
Now, I learned something about Peeves in this chapter. Peeves as in Poltergeist, which we did know, but uh, Joe Rowe clarified a little bit here on to what that actually means. He's different than Nearly Headless Nick. Nearly Headless Nick is a ghost. As far as I can tell, a ghost is somebody that died. Their spirit is left behind. Peeves is a poltergeist, which means he died, but maybe he had some sort of unfinished business. But he doesn't look pearly, translucent white. He just looks like a regular dude. So he's kind of like Beetlejuice. He can wear things and he can move things. Yeah, he's got more ties to the real world than I think a ghost does. Right. He can wear like a bow tie and a hat, like in revolting orange colors. He can lift apparently a bowl of moldy peanuts. Yeah, he offers them to Harry and Hermione and Ron, and they're like, nah. They're kind of grossed out by the food already. Right. And then he damn sure doesn't want any moldy peanuts. He's like, take my fuzzy nuts. Yeah, I'm sure they just jumped at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he starts chewing them out for being rude because they're talking about Myrtle. And then to make matters worse, he goes, oh, hey, Myrtle, come over here a second. Oi, Myrtle. And... Hermione tries to lie and say she was just commenting about how good she looked tonight, but Myrtle doesn't buy it. Nope. She bursts into tears and she leaves and then Peeves chases her out of the room and throws fucking peanuts at her. I, I love Peeves. I know you're. it's like a love-hate thing, but I love him. I wish he would have been in the movies. I heard that a lot of the reason he got removed is because he was so funny. Which is a real shame. I, I like Peeves because he fucks with everybody and everybody gets it just the same teachers students ghosts he doesn't care and i feel like if the actors had a hard time keeping their shit together when this guy was acting for the movie then it really was a loss cutting his parts because i feel like they would have been fucking hilarious yeah he probably was the right dude for the job and the movies are great don't get me wrong but there are a lot of points where they go for something funny and instead of Bust your gut laughing. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. They really could have used a little levity in the books. And I feel like the couple times that you do see Peeves, he definitely lifts the mood when you don't have a lot of that in those later books. At this point, Nick was about to start his speech. And just as he's about to go tell everybody to quiet down, get ready for it, Sir Patrick shows up with his head. Underneath his arm, so he, and he's blowing his hunting horn, and then lifts his head up above the crowd so he can find his way to Nick. Okay, I have a question. He kind of steals this entrance a little bit, but when he blows the horn, if his head is not attached to his body, come uh, on, how is he... Okay. <laughs> where's the air coming from? It's just something I read and went, well... No. Well, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> But he's a ghost, so the same rules probably don't apply. As you've told me a lot, magic and physics yeah. aren't always the best of friends. Because magic! Yay. Because magic, guys. <laughs> Shut up, because magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has his head fall off, and when Nick doesn't laugh, but everybody else in the room laughs, he's like, oh, he's just mad they won't let him into the headless hunt. I mean, at this point, I would probably be like, no, I'm kind of mad that you just barged into my party late, making a big scene. Stealing my thunder, motherfucker. Stealing my thunder, being a douchebag, but whatever. Nick tries to take the attention back and start doing his speech, but they steal the attention yet again by starting a game of headless hockey in the middle 
of the fucking dance floor. Patrick's head flies right by Nick while he's doing his speech. Right. And it's like, if you were some of the hundreds of people that were there for Nick's party, wouldn't you be like, hey, shut the fuck up so I can hear his speech? I feel like these people, at least some of them are his friends. Yeah, they're here for Nick. Who have potentially been around for Nick's entire death or close to it. So they've probably been to a lot of his parties or maybe they haven't. And I I don't know. I think that you're absolutely right. If it's somebody you care about and you're out there 500th anything, you're probably gonna be like, shut the fuck up. It's his moment. Yeah, somebody would stick up for him. Or none of them deserve to be eating his rotten food. <laughs> right. To be pretending to eat his yeah, rotten food. Tasting it. But Harry, Ron, and Hermione have enough at this point. I feel like they are sufficiently freaked out and they don't know how to handle the situation. So they pull a good old Irish goodbye. Yeah, and they're cold and hungry. And honestly, I feel like it doesn't matter at this point whether or not they got to say goodbye to Nick or not, because they had every right to look at him and be like, bro, cold, not suitable for a human. Also, you don't even have nuts and pretzels out. Everything is moldy. Fuck off. We're going to the feast. You inconsiderate host. <laughs> I mean, Nick's a ghost, obviously, but he, he understands that like 12 year olds <laughs> can't survive on like maggot ridden roast beef. Right. Humans can't eat that. As they make their way out of the party, Harry hears the voice again. And I hated this. Especially listening to the Audible. Yeah. It is the worst. I'm going to make another comment for Jim Dale. <laughs> the narrator of this audiobook. He does a fantastic job with this weird, creepy voice. Because I hate the way that it sounds. I can't do it. I won't do it. Jade will hate me for doing it. <laughs> but he hears the voice say, rip, tear, kill. And Harry is frozen in fear. He, like, grabs onto the wall and looks around. And Hermione is like, Harry, what the fuck are you doing? He comes back with, it's the voice. Shut up a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck you, asshole. Right. Jade and I both cracked up when we heard this. We're like, ooh, Harry's getting fucking feisty. <laughs> he definitely does not say shut up in the movie, I'm pretty sure. He should have. That would have been funny. I could see Hermione's face like, um, excuse? <laughs> you motherfucker. Then the voice says, so hungry for so long, kill. Time to kill. And fades away somewhere above him. And he reasons it might be a phantom, like something that can float. Maybe like one of the ghosts he was just hanging out with. I didn't even think about that. He just came from a room with ghosts. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine Ron and Hermione are still curious about what Harry's freaking out about because they can't hear anything. They're just like, what the hell is going on? And he suddenly hollers out, this way, and sprints up the stairs. And when they make it to the first floor, Harry listens once more, and he hears the voice say, I smell blood, I smell blood. And then he blurts out, it's going to kill somebody, and takes off again <laughs> running. And again, Ron and Hermione, I... If I were them, I'd be so sick of this shit by now. So, as they finally come to a stop, Hermione gasps and points to something sliding around on the wall ahead. And, a foot high in words, says, The Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air, beware. Ooh. Ooh. So, as they get closer, 
they notice that Mrs. fucking Norris is hanging from a torch bracket, stiff as a board, eyes wide, and staring. My first thought was, the cat's dead. Who the fuck would do that to Mrs. Norris? Right. Except everyone. Everyone says that they would kick the cat, but somebody fucking killed the cat. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, she might be Filch's partner, but it's still a cat, and you don't just fucking kill a cat. Psychopaths kill kitties. <laughs> no, you're right. I also, it just occurred to me that there should be more cats, like, roaming around, too. Yeah, I suppose there would be. I'm sure that a large number of the student population has a cat for their pet, but Mrs. Norris seems to be the only one that they just catch wandering around. around. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And Ron, immediately, once he sees this, is like, guys, we need to get the fuck out of here. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. <laughs> right now. Fuck this. You don't want to be caught up here. Let's go. Harry is like, should we help? And he's like, no. Nope. We're going to go. But before they get a chance to, all of the students come crashing down the hall towards them. Yeah. And as people file into this corridor, they all get quiet as they notice the stiff cat hanging from the torch rack. As you would. As you would. And the silence was suddenly broken when none other than Draco Malfoy says, Enemies of the air, beware. You'll be next, mudbloods. Getting real racist up in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then does what I picture to be like a bad soap opera evil character cliffhanger face. <laughs> <laughs> like he smiles maniacally. And then that's it. Draco makes a ass of himself and we further establish that Harry's birthday and Halloween is always going to be a bad date for Harry. Yeah, no shit. Last year was the troll, right? Right. Shit always goes down on those two holidays. But you know what comes after Halloween? What's that, baby? Thanksgiving, and we all get to eat. <laughs> well, it is one of my favorite things to do. One of my two favorite things to do. There's eating, and then there's, you know, sitting still. And drinking. <laughs> Ooh, almost forgot sleeping. One of my top three. Top three for sure. And drinking. Top four. <laughs> I feel like we can add a few more things to this list Just keep adding <laughs> yeah. Well, if you would like to hear about more of our favorite things You can find us on Facebook at Podcast ATT Or Instagram at Podcast ATT If you want to tell us a little bit about how you felt about this episode Good, bad, or ugly You can find us at Podcast ATT at gmail.com And if you guys wanted to help us grow this community you can go to patreon.com slash podcast ATT and become a patron. You'll get access to gag reels, deep cut discussions, and you'll get a totally unscripted personal shout out. Ask Aaron or Austin. And you can trust them both because one has a fantastic beard and the other's pirate. Which he allegedly probably also has a fantastic beard because oh, that goes with being pirates. Maybe an eye patch and a sword? Or a pet like. It's <laughs> <laughs> got a little off track <laughs> But we'll catch you guys next week For more of these awesome conversations Thank you guys for listening We'll see you real soon <laughs> Bye
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.